Welcome to the Human Theatre, a safe space teemed with an abundance of exploration about what it means to be a human in this world. Optimal health is your birthright and should not be a luxury. Knowing how your body works and understanding everything that relates to your human experience comes with the package. My name is Kelsey Buchholter, and I am here to dive deep into all things mental and physical health, longevity, nutrition, human consciousness, creativity, and more. Join me in normalizing the concept of what it means to be a human and the importance of being you. Enjoy the show. Hello humans, my name is Kelsey. I am a singer-songwriter, actor, dancer, nutrition advisor, health coach, and your host. And welcome to the 50th show housed in the Human Theatre. The Big 50. Halfway to 100, I just cannot believe how far we've come and how fast the time has flown. And on the topic of time flying by, how... How is it already September? (laughs) I just, yeah, speechless. (laughs) Anyway, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the show. It is an honor to have you listening. And yeah, the big 50, here we come. According to Dr. David Rabin, MD, PhD, who is a neuroscientist, board certified psychiatrist, health tech entrepreneur and inventor, The average person today consumes more information in the first 30 minutes of waking than the average person did in one week in the 1950s. The average person today consumes more information in the first 30 minutes of waking than the average person did in one week in the 1950s. You heard me. When I heard this, I knew I needed to write an episode for the pod, because I don't know about you, but I find myself completely disconnected and silently overwhelmed when I get stuck into all the scrolling and, in general, stuck consuming way too much content. So much so that I've noticed a pattern within me where if I become so absorbed in consuming content and information, I have this internal brewing sense of overwhelm that, when left unattended to or suppressed, eventually reaches a threshold too high for my nervous system to handle. And that's when I find myself hitting a serious low. And right now, I'm in the midst of a serious low. Furthermore, Underplaying this current world of information overload causing burnout is the colossal impact of just being completely overstimulated. And that can be addictive. And as ironic as it may seem, while I've been navigating my way through this very low period, I came across Dr. David Rabin's work. Ironic because yes, I stumbled my way to his work while consuming content but it truly resonated so deeply with me to the point where I needed to share it. So, today's episode is inspired by a large proportion of Dr. David Rabin's work. In fact, I highly suggest you check it out. I have linked to his website in the show notes. 
Before I get on to today's show, I'd like to remind you of your special 10% discount on any Oxford HealthSpan product. Oxford HealthSpan are doing important work in bringing to the market high-quality, effective, bioavailable, and science-backed botanical compounds that harness the body's innate ability to repair, renew, and promote vigorous longevity and increased health span. I interviewed the founder, Leslie Kenny, on episode 6. I highly recommend you give it a listen if you haven't yet done so. So, when you enter Kelsey, K-E-L-S-E-Y, all in capitals, as the discount code at checkout, you will receive a 10% discount. Another exciting announcement is that I have teamed up with Nutrition Network and have a special affiliate link to share with you. Nutrition Network is an online accredited education, connection, and learning platform founded by the Noakes Foundation in partnership with an esteemed team of doctors and scientists. The platform has been designed exclusively for healthcare practitioners across all disciplines, covering the latest and most up-to-date science and research in the field of low-carb nutrition. As a Nutrition Network nutritional advisor and ambassador, you can enroll in any of their incredible courses using the link provided to you in the show notes. If you are a medical professional or someone just interested and you want to enhance your practice and life, actively be on the pulse with all the latest research, be involved in an international community and be lectured by the world's leading doctors, coaches and researchers in the field of nutrition, look no further. A link will be in the show notes. I also want to disclose that the content shared on this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be taken as medical advice. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed medical practitioner. And without further ado, here's episode 50. So, information overload and overstimulation. Here are some more relatable stats. The total number of active social media user identities reached 4.88 billion in July 2023, which is equivalent to 60.6% of all the people on Earth, suggesting that roughly 94% of internet users now use social media every month. 173 million new user identities joined social media between July 2022 and July 2023, equating to growth of roughly 475,000 new users every day. For context, that means social media users are currently growing at a rate of 5.5 new users every single second. Again, paraphrasing Dr. David Rabin, At the root of our global state of chronic stress is overstimulation. Overstimulation from the limitless information and possibilities at the reach of our fingertips. From TikTok, the news, docuseries, Instagram, podcasts, YouTube, and just the internet, period. Never has accessibility to information been so effortless. Our advancement in technology is somewhat unfathomably profound. I'm not downplaying the positives from what this technological advancement has given humanity. However, against the backdrop of chronic stress, chronic activation of our sympathetic nervous systems, our human physiologies cannot keep up. And due to such overstimulation, 
our bodies are essentially utilizing every ounce of energy left for prioritizing survival. This means that any energy we do have is going straight to crucial organs and systems rather than things like digestion, reproductive hormonal health, nerve and tissue repair. This looks like chronic fight-or-flight mode without any time or energy given to restoration and recovery. Are we surprised that chronic health conditions are forever increasing and becoming the norm? Are we then surprised at the staggering rate of reported mental health cases? Are we then surprised at how fatigued, numb and overwhelmed we feel throughout the day and at night? Are we then surprised at being unable to get adequate and restorative sleep? Are we then surprised at the alarming number of infertile people? No. I'm also not singling out social media and the internet as the only contributors to the state of ill health that we find the world in, but I do want to speak about it because all the minutes behind our screens do add up. And on a basic biological level, that constant exposure we get from the blue light from our screens is a stressor for our bodies, especially if not balanced out sufficiently by enough natural light. Think about the scenario where someone is behind a screen all day, let's like, like say working behind a computer at work, and they're also inside under fluorescent lighting. I think the light piece, as Nick Kutsia speaks about in episode 5, is way too overlooked. If you haven't yet listened to that episode, I will link it in the show notes. And taking it back to my own personal life, I know that a contributing factor to my little slump right now is being so overstimulated with information to the point where I have become completely disconnected to myself. Literally, it feels as if I've been living from my neck up. I can't really feel the rest of my body. And my body and my nervous system just cannot sustain this. Believe it or not, I am actually kind of grateful for this current lapse that I'm experiencing. And in general, I'm actually always grateful for the lapses because they bring me back to myself and they bring me back to myself even more motivated and stronger to carry on navigating my way through this thing we call life. I know that the symptoms I experience are not insignificant and I know that my body is always responding the way it should under the circumstances that it finds itself in. So, putting on my detective hat and turning within and being honest with myself and where I've been at, there have been some symptoms or red flags that have been brewing. The red flags that I have come to recognize in my thoughts, mood and behavior include irritability, shallow, quick breathing, increased anxiety, increased sensitivity, Increased worry, analysis paralysis, overthinking, ruminating, frustration, impatience, emotional and cognitive exhaustion or burnout, burnout in general, not wanting to be creative. This is a big one for me. Not wanting to listen or play music or write or sing. These are all probably like the biggest red flags for myself um, that I'm like probably just way too stuck in information overload. Other symptoms and red flags are partial insomnia, suboptimal sleep, and increased stress. And because everything continued to brew and brew and brew, and as I had not taken the time to reconnect, detach, and address any of these red flags, I left them unaddressed for too long. 
and as a result, I noticed eating disordered behaviors increase and increase. And to me, that's when I genuinely get concerned and know I need to shift and pivot. And in order to do so, I first needed to slow down. And I hope that the information I have and will be sharing in this episode may help you if you ever feel completely swept up in information overload, overstimulation, and burnout. The beauty about this is that, as alluded to already, there is so much that we can do to slow down, process all of this information, and recover from the overstimulation, while simultaneously restoring the health of our cells. And thanks to Dr. Dave Rabin's summary of all the interventions we can use, which, shameless plug, they all align with what I already espouse and how I work, here are six effective, actionable, and easy tools that we can use to help us slow down and get through this thing called life. Number one, breathing. Slow Deep and conscious breathing is one of the most powerful tools at our disposal to change our state of being. With a slower and deeper breath, we not only slow down our heartbeat, we activate the parasympathetic nervous system, the part of our nervous system that is indicative of resting, digesting, and recovery. We also activate the vagus nerve, and we increase cellular energy by providing ourselves with more oxygen. Our breath is important, guys, and it's free for us to use. Whatever breathwork exercise you use, just make sure that your exhales are longer than your inhales. Longer exhales than inhales effectively slow down our breath and put the body into a parasympathetic state. My favorite exercises are pursed lips breathing, where you inhale slowly and fully through your nose, and on the exhale, you exhale through thinly pursed lips, as if you are blowing air out through a straw. And my other favorite breathing exercise is the 478 breathing, specifically when I'm trying to fall asleep, where you inhale for a count of four, hold your breath for a count of seven, and exhale for a count of eight. Bio-individuality matters, so if you do find yourself struggling with 478, change up the numbers, play around a little, just make sure that your exhale is longer than your inhale. So that's breathing. The second thing that we can do is movement. Movement is another free and powerful tool at our disposal to help us process information, de-stress, and become more present. Up and above the physical benefits of exercise, such as improved cardiovascular health and increased strength, bone and muscle mass, there are profound neurological benefits that cannot be overlooked. Exercise promotes neurogenesis, the creation of new neurons in the brain, which improves our memory, cognition, reduces depression and anxiety, and has been shown to prevent neurodegenerative diseases such as dementia and Alzheimer's. If not for the physical benefits, move for the neurological benefits. My go-to is a walk outside. So we've covered breathing and movement. The third one is touch. Touch has been with us since the dawn of time. A mother's touch is the only non-verbal cue given to an infant to signify safety. 
which is an essential needed by every human in this world. And what has happened since COVID? Social distancing and isolation. Self-touch or consented touch by another person are two direct ways to help the body feel safe again. If you are alone, there is nothing more wholesome than giving yourself some love with a massage. Around the neck, top of the shoulders, hands, feet, calves, glutes, temples, jaw, all of the places. And to be honest, it actually kind of helps me sort of live in my body. Where earlier I mentioned that I'm so used to like living, you know, from my neck above. Self-massage, especially like from the feet, like around the feet or your calves or your legs, it really helps me bring me back down (laughs) into my body, living below my neck. And if you want to get a little bit fancy, get yourself a tennis ball or a golf ball, cricket ball, or even just a massage ball and get into those juicy spots that are holding onto a lot of tension. All you kind of need is like a wall and a floor. <laughs> you don't need to pay a lot of money for a massage. Um, I suppose besides the wall and the floor, you may want a mat. And of course, foam rollers are another great addition to add to your stack. Put on some soothing music because you may need it. (laughs) Light a candle, turn the lights off and hello me time. I just want to quickly share a little personal anecdote on touch. I cannot count the number of panic attacks that I have had that almost melted away with one simple hug from my mom or my dad. No words were said. Literally just a hug. Sometimes that's all you need, a knowing that you are safe and loved. So we've covered breathing, movement, and touch. And the fourth one is music slash creativity. Similar to touch, creativity, storytelling, and music or song have been with us throughout our human history. There is a metaphysical beauty about the way art and specifically music can make us feel. When I asked Dan Patlansky in episode 27 about what he does when he feels stuck in a rut, he proceeded to say that listening to music is his way of rekindling inspiration and rekindling a sense of safety in the world. We all know the power of music. When you are feeling overwhelmed and when you know you need to take some time to process information overload and mitigate chronic levels of stress, play some music. So we've covered breathing, movement, touch, music and creativity. And the next two are more general pointers to address through a lens of consistency rather than acute tools to use in the moments of feeling overwhelmed and stressed. Essentially, the next two points will help make sure that on a daily basis, your body is functioning optimally. And these are nutrition and sleep. So for nutrition, I'm going to keep it very simple here. I think we can all agree that real whole foods that do not have an ingredient list with hard-to-pronounce chemicals are far superior to ultra-refined and processed food-like products. As long as you are getting enough protein and fats because we have essential amino acids and essential fatty acids that we need because our bodies cannot produce those endogenously, and if you enjoy healthy whole food carbohydrates, totally go for it. That's all you kind of need. But especially under times of severe stress, physical and emotional, 
the body burns through its stores of micro and macronutrients rapidly, as well as burning through your stores of electrolytes. So stay well nourished and well hydrated. And if you haven't yet listened to my episode on electrolytes and hydration with Mark Myerson, who is the founder of Revive Electrolytes, go check out episode 28. A link will be in the show notes. And finally, my favorite point, sleep. Sleep is foundational. So much so that sleep deprivation is a known form of torture. And shift work has actually been identified as a probable carcinogen. So I implore you to practice your sleep hygiene, which means no blue light after the sun sets, or at least within one to two hours of sleep. And if you will be exposed, totally get yourself a pair of blue blocking glasses. Get natural light into your eyes immediately upon waking to reset your circadian rhythm and create consistency. Do not consume caffeine too late. And of course, again, there is bio-individuality here. And I know for me, for example, my cutoff time for caffeine is like 10 plus hours before my bedtime. So I usually have coffee as early as possible. Do not eat a big meal right before bed. And if possible, try stop eating two to three hours before bedtime. Sleep in a cool, dark room. And most importantly, stay consistent with your sleep schedule because inconsistency will confuse your delicate circadian rhythms and throw you out of whack. An example of this is waking up early throughout the work week, but on the weekends, allowing yourself to sleep in a lot longer. This basically sets up an environment where you're kind of inducing jet lag upon yourself. Of course, life happens, and we do have to be realistic and live in this real world, but being as consistent as you possibly can and not letting perfect be the enemy of progress is all that matters. So, we've covered breathing, movement, touch, music slash creativity, nutrition, and sleep. And in closing, I just want to remind you that you are your most important person in this world. And I know it's so bloody easy to get swept up in the overstimulating and overwhelm of everything that is out there online, all of that noise. But if you think about it ancestrally, our physiologies have not evolved to be able to tolerate and know so much information. Realistically, we wouldn't know more people than who were with us in our tribe, and we wouldn't know what was happening in our neighboring town, let alone an entirely different continent. This is not to say that you cannot be a modern global citizen who travels and learns and experiences all the splendor that this world has to offer. This is just to remind you to prioritize you, your basic human needs, your family friends and loved ones, your time, your emotional bandwidth, your passions, your health, sanity, and to remain rooted in your body, knowing the things that you can control and relinquishing the things that you cannot. If you know of anyone who would benefit from hearing this episode, please share, share, share. Sharing, liking, subscribing, and giving the show up to a five-star rating and review are free and effective things that you can do to help support and grow the show. It all means so much. 
Don't forget about your special 10% discount on any Oxford HealthSpan product when you enter Kelsey, K-E-L-S-E-Y, all in capitals as the discount code at checkout. A link will be in the show notes. Also, don't forget about your special affiliate link if you are interested in enrolling for a Nutrition Network course. And until next time, stay safe, stay real. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Human Theatre. I hope you learned something new. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and give a rating or a review on whatever app you are listening to this podcast on. I would love to hear your feedback, so please don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram or via email. All the links are in the show notes. Remember, you are your most important person in this world. Keep shining your unique light. Until next time, 